So, Chris, have you really not cut your hair in almost a year? Um, yeah. So, yeah, my the hair on the top of my head has not been cut in a year. Uh, and does anyone question your employment status? Um, no. Okay. So here's the thing: is that like I work in a field where like I can wear a hat all the time. Okay. So I don't always look um, homeless. I mean, like, you do look like a homeless artist, okay, a homeless painter, maybe. Maybe a painter, but like a lot of those guys, you know, they figure their stuff out and they get famous. They got museums. Usually famous after they die, unfortunately. That's true. A lot of them die penniless. <laughs> penniless and alone. Like Pablo Picasso. Fantastic. That's exactly what I'm looking for, actually. Oh, man. Accurate. Yeah, I, I feel like you need to at least trim it or or style it or i almost so so here's the deal so in the styling realm my girlfriend has purchased me several products for curly specific hair oh okay washing and conditioning oh it's a lot i mean i wish the people at i wish the people at home could see what you look like right now because it's 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 a lot of hair yeah that's a lot um There's there's a lot of lettuce that's what we like to call it. We like to call it the lettuce. As long as it's not the devil's lettuce. I mean, maybe you want the devil's lettuce. I don't know. The devil's lettuce, but yeah, no, we call it the lettuce. That's uh, I used to have a coworker, Colleen, and that was her favorite thing. She's like, "How's the lettuce crop going? Keeping up the lettuce?" <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. That's uh, that's one lettuce I wouldn't want on my sandwich. You don't want. You could definitely get E. coli. <laughs> Welcome to the Pining for a Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Mack, the owner of The Broken Clock Corollary. With me, as always, is The Doge, the owner of The Wiener's Wean Dogs, Greg Marcoux. We got Chris Grasso with me as well, like he is every other week, the owner of Two Beers Too Deep. So welcome to the Pining for a Podcast. Let's get right into it. It was a, uh, it was a big week, everybody. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving happening, uh, a lot of different matchups that have a lot of playoff implications. What do you all think? Well, how, how do you think about this week that, that came by us? It was awesome. Huge. <laughs> the fact that I cared about a blowout Monday night game more, more than I've ever cared about any blowout is, is what fantasy football is all about. I have never watched a Bears game with such ferocity in my oh, it was awful. It was the worst. It was the I but I was just there on the edge of my seat the whole time just praying. Just 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 praying. When you get okay. by that by that many points, by that just says that small margin and there's two games that hinge on two games were won and lost on that Monday night by less than 6 points. That's insane. 
Yeah, and then there was a lot of, you know, watching that game, and let's let's be real, that was an awful game if you're a fan of the Bears. I mean, the Rams just trounced them the other time, or the, the whole time, but as you allude to, uh, there were so many close games, especially, you know, Eckle and uh, Deej, they were right there, neck and neck, back and forth. I mean, they had two two or three different lead changes throughout that whole game, uh, which we'll, we'll get to in a few uh, when we go through our recap. I got to say, we actually have a, a, a packed week this week. I mean, we're, we got the second week of our power rankings. We have a very special guest uh, coming up a little later, our first guest of the podcast. Uh, you may know him. Uh, we'll get to him later. Uh but yeah, that that matchup was out of control, uh, and s- somehow still, uh, Eckel is four and three. Um, it it's smoke and mirrors, really. I mean, he's had one of the easiest schedules so far. Um, he has he's really been lucky, especially because he had the number two draft pick. He lost Saquon Barkley. He never really recovered since then. I mean, he has because he's four and three, but I, you can't feel he can't feel happy about his team right now. The fact that I totally forgot that he even had Saquon Barkley is kind of impressive. I totally forgot that 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 was a huge linchpin in his team. He's moved. There's something to be said about the amount of parts that he's moved to get to the point where he is. It's not like he's winning by a mile. He's eking mm-hmm. out wins. He's he's very lucky. He's been very very lucky. Um, but he's he's managed to fill those Sa- that Saquon gap because Saquon really didn't do much before he went out, so he wasn't putting up 25 points a game. So it wasn't like he was missing Saquon when Saquon left. He just had to find a place to get some more points. And he hasn't found a lot, but he's found enough. And that's what it, it he's found enough points. Enough. And that's all that matters in fantasy is enough points. Yeah. I mean, what do we always say? You got to win your week. So, you know, he, and that's what he's been doing. I mean, and, you know, we, we worked with the Alba stats and information team o- over the past week to get a strength of schedule metric set up. And uh, we were able to kind of view on a heat map and take a look what e- each team's schedule is going to be going forward. And, you know, talking about Eccles team, he's got one of the easier schedules. I mean, right coming up in the next two weeks, he's got Moose and Dale which are not uh, not lighting the world on fire, but it's going to get harder for him. You know, I mean, he's got he's got you, Doge. You're one of the better teams. Vinny's team is one of the best in the league there. He's those are coming up in the final two weeks when he probably needs the wins the most. So you look forward to these next couple weeks and he's he's got to win both of them if he if he has a shot at all. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting moving forward, um, especially I think he's got to go two and oh over the next two weeks against Moose and Dale. Because mm-hmm. it's a gaunt, he ends up with a, a four week gauntlet, uh, uh, you know, with Fitz, myself, Vinny. I'm forgetting the fourth. Uh, Ke- Keegan was the other and Keegan. And Keegan is not a, it's not a, his record uh, no to me does not show his actual team strength. Well, I mean, you know, and, and you know, speaking of records, I mean, everybody is lumped so close together except for uh, Dale and uh, Dale and Joe. But, but Joe, but Joe, if you look at the standings of the, 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 the league, Joe's only two games out of first place in his in his division. Well, so, that is true. But so, he, I'm, go ahead. No, so he's he's got the ability. If a couple results go his way, well, you know, with if he wins, and uh, in a in a Deej loss and a Fitz loss, he's one game out. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it Moose is not out of it. I think Dale could most likely is out of it. If we had to pick one team to be out of it, I think he's out. But 
we've seen crazier things. I wouldn't be surprised if multiple six and seven teams make the playoffs this year. Based well, I mean, on, especially how close our entire league is. Yeah, you know? based on the parity. It, yeah. it could get it could get it could you could have you could have four six and seven teams because everyone's been beating everybody up right i, I what, said it last and i'll say it again every two weeks we could have a complete flip of the league and that's that's where we are we're so tight that two weeks here or there win loss two weeks that that'll change the entire dynamic of this league if i lose the next two games and joe wins his next two games he's gonna be one game behind me yeah, well, that's true. But the, if you look at the schedule, I mean, it, it, as uh, as we've compiled, Grasso, you've got a very easy schedule coming up. I mean, outside of Vinny in Week 12, you've got Spencer's team who's up and coming. But, I mean, your team, uh, I think, is the clear favorite between those two. You've got Deej who's sla- uh, slacking right now. His his players just can't be healthy. And then you've got uh, a Moose and a Dale platter. So, I you've got at five and two, you have the easiest, probably one of the easiest roads out of everybody. And conversely talking about Moose, I mean, I know he faces Echo next week, but then he faces Doge and then he faces Grasso and then he faces me. Um, and then uh, the only chance probably for Dale to win the entire season when Moose and Dale uh, face off, which may be in a, an eventual mouth breather preview, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know where the wins are for Moose right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the strength of schedule, the, in the, our strength of schedule was calculated by points four. So, so who has the you know by points four, not overall record. The three right. top. The so top who you're three, who you're facing's points four. Yes, that's so. correct. That's correct. So the high. So the three toughest remaining schedules are Spencer at one, then Jimmy at two, and Deej at three. So teams that are in the playoff mix have tough roads coming up. And then same thing with same thing with the bottom three. You got Grasso at twelve. You have me at eleven, and then you have who's the tenth? Uh, then you have Keegan. So again, all teams heavily in the playoff mix mm-hmm. have you know with with lots of of things up in the air. Yeah, no, I agree. So I mean, uh, maybe now is a good time with that. We should uh, look look back on the week that just was. Um, kind of do a quick recap of our matchups. So. Let's dive right into it. Um, as we kind of mentioned, you know, Ke- uh, Keegan Grasso's team had a lot going forward. It was uh, decided by five and a half points. And, um, you know, Grasso came out on top 139.65 uh, to 134. And going into last night, I mean, if David Montgomery scored a touchdown, it would have been completely different. They would have had equal records. But now Grasso's there at five and two with the best record in the, uh, the league and the most points scored. And uh, Keegan is down to three and four, and he's kind of into a trouble area. You know, he goes up against uh, the broken clock corollary, and both of those teams next week uh, need a win. So that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch too. But to, to be honest with you, this is one of those matchups where you look at it, and there's not much more that either team could have done. They both scored a lot of points. Uh, I mean, Christian Kirk really showed up for Grasso's team, and Aaron Rodgers did what he does. And then on Keegan's side, you know, DJ Moore really stepped up. Uh, he's going to really need to rely on him because his, uh, especially this week with uh, his wide receivers depleted. Yeah, I think it, this this game literally comes down to a matchup, and the fact that you know these you know these two guys would have beat every other team besides Spencer and Vinny, I think, this past week because they just they ha- I mean they both were in the 130s, which is a great score, mm-hmm. and it just it, it you know. It's one of those that you come up against the wrong person at the wrong time when you're having a good week and they're having a good week. And you just, again, your David Montgomery on Monday night doesn't come through with, you know, an extra 60 yards and a couple catches or a touchdown. So it was, it was fun. It was one of the reasons that I was so into that Monday night game. 
Yeah, and it was like literally, I was a nail biter, and I like, <laughs> it was a nail biter, and I didn't care. Actually, I was caring about individual players, not the team scores. So, I mean, Grasso as the winner of that game, how do you feel? Um, it's the first time I've ever kept track of what running back was on the field in a game that I didn't have anyone playing in. Every time I saw Montgomery's number, I was just closing my eyes and praying. Also, huge shout out to the trade that I made with Dale, because that's the reason I won this week. Giovanni, Bernard, and Christian Kirk coming through in the clutch. That was the biggest pickup for my team. There were gigantic holes, and I love our PPR half point because Giovanni Bernard just will catch eight passes a game and go seven yards, but it doesn't matter because he still caught eight passes. So you're telling me Dale filled all all of your holes? I'm telling you, Dale satisfied me and filled all my holes in my roster this week. Um, It was incredible. It was because uh, literally I would have had Lev Bell in that spot where I had Giovanni Bernard and Lev Bell scored 3.9 points. So it wouldn't have even, one day wouldn't have even been fun. We wouldn't have even watched. No one would have given a shit. Keen would have already won by 15 points. But Joe Mason goes down. I have Devontae Parker on my bench, just literally collecting dust because out of all of my wide receivers, he's my worst. And saying that out loud, it's ridiculous that Devontae Parker's on the bottom of my list. But I mean, I got great value and I think I think Dale got great value. And that's the reason I won this week is because of that trade and because of Giovanni Bernard. Well, yeah, I mean, and you won well, and like we were talking about last week, you know, with all of your guys, your best guys are gone this week because of the buys and that I mean it may not work out in the long term, but this trade you did made specifically to win your week, which you did. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the real nail biter now. Uh, of the whole week, uh, which was the the Fantasy Empire versus Big X Bashers. Um, now, in our power rankings last week, we had uh, Deej's team, the Empire, at uh, at four and two, where they were in second place. So they were they were looking pretty good. And you know, X team, like we mentioned in the open, without Saquon Barkley, he's just been kind of band-aiding everything. So this was a really low scoring game, um, and. Eckle somehow eked it out. You never want to stake your last game on your defense because the defense's points almost always start high and then end up getting lower as they're scored against. It didn't happen this week, and uh, I'm sure Deej wished it was otherwise as Eckle pulled it out with a 95. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Doge, what do you think about that Darren Fell start? Oh, it was rough. It was rough. And I, I get the idea, but – I think it was one of those one of those starts that that you overthink as a fantasy owner where you're like oh no no that's definitely this guy like it was my again i'm gonna use this week for example my aj dylan start granted my start uh, the start wouldn't help me but i was like oh no he's gonna get so many touches and the same thing i didn't think it was an overthought start which is a, is the is the fantasy killer well yeah and i i totally agree with you i mean i i, I get the thinking you know Darren Fells had a huge week last week. Uh, it looked like that was, the rapport was really getting there. And it, I mean, if you're going to carry three tight ends and you pick up this tight end specifically to start him, you're going you're to have to. You're going to live and die by that. But if you look deeper in Darren Fells' numbers, besides last week, he never he only had one week with more than two targets. 
Like, so they're, they're barely looking his way. And then he blows up for seven targets. So he kind of came back down to earth. He obviously got no targets uh, this week, uh, which is a recipe for disaster. He threw up the, the, uh, the big goose egg there. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't a great start for him there. He could have won. This wouldn't have even been an issue. I mean, he got lucky because he won. It wouldn't have even been an issue if he'd started the right tight end. Exactly. Yeah. Came, came out of the tight end start and the fact that, D just tight end just couldn't pull up throw Jimmy G, the less handsome oh, Jimmy they, G. Okay, so here's here's the big, here's my big thing. I think if they would have had one more drive, they kept looking for Jimmy Graham in those last two or three drives. They they were looking for him and looking for him and feeding him the ball. It was tantalizing. Mm-hmm. Like you had to watch to the last minute of that game because garbage time. Jimmy Graham twenty yards. That, that last was- interception falls through was a Jimmy Graham target. Absolutely. And that, that was, was a 20 yard Jimmy Graham play. If Jimmy Graham would have caught that ball, this game is over. We're talking about Deej winning. It's completely different. We're having a completely different conversation. And, you know, I mean, even though the Ackle did eke it out, I mean, Deej, if Deej had uh, started Evan Ingram, he would have, he would have won. I mean, if he had start, if he had started, or I guess that's basically the only thing he could have done. Um, but anyway, anytime you look at your team and you're starting two Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, you're in trouble. Um, so it, it, it was a toss up the whole week. Uh, I picked them to win. You two did not that close team and it could have gone either way, to be honest with you. Uh, so we're going to move on to the sack sniffers, the current reigning mouth breather, uh, against Wiener's own Wien dogs. Now Wiener, you took the loss this week. Uh, I mean, Spencer's team just came to play. Now, you know, that you knew it was going to be tough when great, when Devontae Adams threw up 39 points and Tyler Boyd throws up 22. I mean, it's, it was because your team did okay. I mean, AJ, AJ Dillon may have hurt you, but I don't think there was anything really you could have done to prevent the drubbing that you took. The only thing that would have changed is I picked up Jeff Wilson as a speculative ad on like on Friday or Saturday, just in case, because I was, I was nervous. And so if I had started him, which I wouldn't have most likely, I would have won because he had 30 points or whatever, but that, that wide receiver game that Spencer had, all three receivers he started were over 20 points. It was, it was just a classic ass kicking. And again, I didn't play poorly. I would have beat, almost the majority of teams in the league. It was just uh, Spencer was better. And yeah, and yeah, it was just, it was a rough loss. I was so excited during the one o'clock games again. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, I get it. I mean, you, you, you still got to be happy though with Deontay Johnson showing up as his first game back from an injury, really Praise showing the, the pet. Praise the Steelers. That's all right. I have to say. I mean, they are, I mean, even, even with the loaded receiving court that they have on that team, I still think Deontay Johnson's the receiver to own. And I'm saying that as a Steelers fan. So it's good to see him back uh, for uh, even in your flex. I mean, your wide receivers are doing it for you and you're just, you're just super thin at running back right now. So it's going to be some tough roads until, uh, until you get Eckler or Sanders back. Cause you know, with Dalvin cook back, Mattinson is Madison's value is way low. Um, all right, so we're gonna move on again to uh, this time. It's the Fitz Magic versus the Broken Clock Corollary. And I'll be honest with you, going into this week, I didn't think my team had a shot at winning at all. Um, and then Todd Gurley forgot how to do clock management uh, and decided to score a touchdown when he shouldn't have. And uh, I mean that that among other things uh, helped me win the week, even with Kenyon Drake, who I, I'm I'm gonna have to deal with losing. 
for for a significant amount of time. I think you know they say a couple of weeks, but a partially torn ligament in your ankle is not going to heal that quickly. I don't think. Um, so we'll see there. I mean, you you got to be happy with T. Higgins, uh, his uh, his his explosion, you know, his prominence now in Cincinnati's lineups really helped the broken clocks team as he's, uh, I've traded away all of my best wide receivers to fill out for running backs. And these guys have stepped up. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about this one? I think it was a very close win. And if, if Mike Evans shows up to that game, if Travis Kelsey shows up to that game, that's a much closer game. Yeah. Uh, if that was, doesn't score that last second touchdown good right because he scored that last second touchdown on the final drive because Gurley scored that so because Gurley scored a touchdown it gave them yeah. another drive so that Hawkinson's could score another I touchdown. Mean, yeah that, that gave me an extra 12 points right there so, so if Gurley so if Gurley doesn't score that touchdown that he's not supposed to score mm-hmm. and Hawkinson doesn't get that touchdown he's not supposed to score that's a much tighter game I, I think but Fitz's scores were inflated by Tom the Goat Brady. Yes. The Washington defense and Kamara. He had no other players in double digits. So, Absolutely. yes, but I think the, the seeing a vintage Brady score, what, he threw for about five touchdowns. That's what I think made it closer more than I think, I think it was more of a Fitz, not, his players not performing there more than Ben outperforming Fitz. Right. You know, and then, you know, that's the thing. Like, if Tom Brady had a normal week, he would have been under 100 points. You know, oh, if, 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 he had, if he had scored his projected total, he would have been under 100. And, you know, not for nothing, I mean, navigating the buys we talk about, uh, Daniel Carlson and the Bills both did it for uh, for my team, filling in for the buys. And that's what, that's what you want to see, to be able to navigate these situations. Because it's not normal that a team is going to keep their kicker and their defense, but you can't jump off the blanking ship right now. You got to, you got to keep sailing with that. All right. uh, So we're going to move on to the, um, one of the more lopsided scores this week, not the most, but one of them. Uh, So it was uh, the weak side werewolves versus the show me TDs. So, you know, I I, I wrote a note. I wrote a note for this one and just said, Jimmy to, for Jimmy's team, Kyler Murray exclamation mark oh yeah and sure. his running backs are unbelievable this week that's what one jimmy yeah and so i mean you know whenever you look at these scores you, you first got to ask you know did what dale win nope so i mean that that's just basically all you need to know um not not, not a lot else to say here i mean most of, there were some bright spots on the on Dale's team, I mean, Boston Scott showed up in a, in a rental. Keenan Allen played like he was supposed to. Darren Waller played the way you expect, but negative 0.1 point. Anytime you get negative points and you're better off just starting nobody, you're you're in trouble. You're in rough shape. Uh, and also, you know, just I had one note on Jimmy's team. You know, Gronk is start, starting to slowly creep up that depth chart in terms of tight ends to own. Um, you know, he was a blocking guy early in the season. He was probably really rusty, but now Tom Brady's getting to vintage, vintage moon. And I think Grok's along for that ride. He's, uh, he's getting warmed up. Finally, they didn't have preseason together. They didn't have a lot of games together. They haven't played together in over a year. 
And Brady's got to trust the younger, better receivers that are on his team. He's got to trust Godwin. He's got to trust Evans. He's got to trust his – he's never had a good as a receiving core as he has right now. Randy Moss in his – Yeah, not since, not since, the, 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 not since the, uh, the 18-1 season. This is the best receivers he's had. Probably oh, yeah. ever. So, so Gronk is all the way at the bottom of that list right now. But now that there's injuries and people are slow to get back and Godwin's not performing and Evans isn't performing – Brady is going to look to his old safety blanket and that guy's going to be open because he's freaking a mismatch for every single person you put on him. You can't put anybody on Gronk that is not a mismatch. I mean, there's just, when you, when you, when you look at the Buccaneers, there's just mismatches all over the field. I mean, if they're all healthy, you have Evans and Godwin and Gronk. And uh, I mean, a a great receiving, a great running core. You got Antonio Brown back. And if he manages not to be an idiot, like that's just another, Another weapon for Brady to just to another, use. just another, because over you gotta, you have to realize that when Antonio Brown goes on that field, they're immediately going to put this, they're, they're going to need two, two high safeties because they're not going to be able to do anything because you can't guard Evans and Godwin and AB. You can't guard all of them. And so Brown. that immediately opens up the box and that's going to be their run game is going to be huge. And their short slant game from Gronk. Gronk is going to destroy the middle of that field. He's just going to sit in the middle of a zone. And I think the next few weeks, he's going to have a touchdown every week. There's no reason for him not to. Yeah, so it's interesting to watch. I mean, we'll talk about that when we get into the matchups a little later. Uh, so let's um, let's move into the the maybe one of the most lopsided matches we've ever had. Um, it was the, the Vinzaloons versus the Moose Mayhem. And... Uh, the Moose Mayhem are not doing well. Uh, another goose egg showing up in the score in terms of OBJ. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be rough without him because he's got nobody now. He's got no receivers. Uh, his his running backs are thin. I mean, I know you see hope in him, Doge. But, I I, I mean, he. The, but by the way, if I didn't mention it, the score was Vinzaloons 151, Moose Mayhem 62. I mean... It it was just it it was a drubbing. So I I watched I, I watched the the afternoon games with Joe and he his his mood about his fantasy team is surprisingly peppy. He's okay being bad, but this was really bad. Again, we had the uh, the pining for statistical team do some analysis. Um, it, uh, Vinny had just played Tyler Lockett and his kicker. He would have lost by less than one point. It's, he just yeah. needed two players to beat Moose. I mean, I don't. Is, I don't go ahead. Just, that's just—it's un, unbelievable. Again, it's granted. Tyler Lockett had probably one of the best fantasy weeks of the last decade. I mean, but, maybe ever. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a wide receiver score that many points. Even in, if it, if it was a full point PPR league, he would he would have been over fifty points. He had fifteen targets. Yeah, or fifteen receptions. 20, receptions sorry, 20, twenty targets. targets. And and you know the, the crazy thing is too, Vinny got negative one from his from his defense, and he scored still scored one hundred and fifty one points. His defense didn't even show up, and, and he was he still crushed. He still absolutely crushed. And then you look at his bench too, and Justin Herbert scored forty three points on his bench. I mean, not that you're going to start him over Russell Wilson, but damn. <laughs> It is I do genius. have a bone to pick about Justin Herbert with with Christopher Grasso. I offered him a trade for him, and he what did he end up doing? He just dropped him. 
He just dropped yeah, him. Because they would have traded you for someone garbage and they would have had to drop that person anyway. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. All right. All right. Um, so, so bad all right. trade or no trade? What's better? Well, I mean, did you get so Doge, did you get a chance to get him off of waivers or did you not want to spend the money on him? I didn't want to spend the money. I'm uh-huh. I'm I'm riding I'm riding uh-huh. the, I'm riding that Tana I'm I'm climbing mm. up that Tana Hill, if you will. <laughs> oh. All right. So I mean that wraps up our uh, our recap of the week. Uh, so now I have a message from the future goose uh, excuse me, the future moose knuckles. Marlon Mack, Christian McCaffrey, Russell Gage, Zach Moss, Darius Slayton, Janu Smith, Odem Belkin Jr. All names that at one point or another have had injuries that happened either in-game or put them out for weeks or the season. This is not good. The mayhem are struggling. And a roster filled with players like Jerry Judy, JD McKissick, and Justin Jackson make the last half of the season a tough mountain to climb. Unlike the Bashers, the mayhem accept reality. They are not making the playoffs this year. So mark your calendars for the weeks you play them. You're almost guaranteed a win. This is brought to you by the committee that hopes Antonio Brown can get his shit together and stay on the field. All right, everyone. Uh, so after that read, uh, let's. We got the power rankings coming up. Uh, this is our second week doing this. I think this was. Uh, it, we went a lot of back and forth with this. I think uh, there was some contentions in some certain spots, uh, but we're gonna get right into it. The only one that we knew off the bat were really were twelve at eleven. So twelve coming in at twelve at our power rankings at the very bottom. The uh, strongest candidate for the mouth breather right now is everybody knows it's the weak side werewolves. Um, I mean, the roster just doesn't have any anything that, that scares you. I mean, you're not going to see anybody on their team really consistently scoring over 20 points. There's just yeah. no life. Not that, there's just no life. That's it. Is Dale going to win? The, is Dale, Dale going to win this week? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Draymond, what do you think? No. So, yeah, I mean, he's trying to put, I have to give him credit. You can't, you can't beat him down too hard because he is, he's trying to make moves. He's trying to make his team better. He knows that he needs to win one game. And that's what he's trying to do right now. Just one. Hold on. He doesn't have to win. He wants to win one game if it's in the mouth breather playoffs. If he wins one game now and that's the only game he wins, that's useless. No, that's what I'm saying. He needs to win the one game in the mouth breather. He needs to win. He needs to win his last game. He needs to win his last game. He needs to win one playoff game, and I think that's where he's he's trying to set himself up for that. He's moved the pieces that he can move to get what he can get uh, by moving Giovanni Bernard and Christian Kirk to get um, Devontae Parker is one of those things where like he is a number one receiver, and he will continue to do very well for the rest of the season. Um, and I, I, he's riding on the coattails of hopefully in the future, in the next six weeks, he's thinking six weeks. He doesn't care if he wins next week, the week after the week after that, 
he wants to win that one playoff game. So he's not the mouthbreather. And he's making strides to do that. So you can't knock him for trying, but he's right. still at the bottom of the barrel. All right. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, so uh, number 11 on the ranking is, uh, again, everybody, you expect him uh, You expect him to be there. No change in 11 or 12 from last week. It's the Moose Mayhem. I mean, let's let's be real. Again, it's uh, a lot of injuries on his team. Uh, he's made a lot of moves, a lot of question as to whether or not he has any staying power. He's tried to win his weeks uh, and that has not been effective for him. I mean, you've got Christian McCaffrey maybe coming back this Thursday, probably not another week from now. Who knows if Zach Ertz is going to come back, but you know, it may be AJ green rediscovers his old self. Um, Maybe Mike Davis really does for maybe Josh Allen understands that he's a good quarterback. I don't know, Uh, but I I, don't see where it is. I think, I think the ad you just read says it all. And I think we can move on. All right. Uh, so 10th uh, in our rankings. Now, this one may be a little curious because he's actually got a winning record. And he won this week, but he actually dropped a spot in the rankings. Uh, so this is going to be uh, – and this is he, he may also be our upcoming guest. He actually is. Uh, it's the Big X Bashers at number 10 uh, coming in at our rankings. Uh, what do you guys think of his spot there? His points for, as per usual – is just weak. His receiving core is boom bust. He did strengthen his running back room, but I don't think I'm not confident in his success moving forward. He, uh, yeah, I I think 10 is a good spot for him. I mean, he might've moved up to to nine or or, or even eight if with a couple more wins. Um, But yeah, he's just overall that strength isn't there for me. Well, yeah. And you look at his schedule coming up. I mean, Moose and Dale coming up. So he could be six and three. And I don't know, even if people lose in front of him, I still don't know if his team's that good. It's until he faces tougher teams. We need to see how his team responds. Yeah. It's one of those things where he hasn't really faced a challenge yet. Um, and I'm, I'm with Greg hundred percent. He's very boom bust. If, if he has one really good wide receiver and that's DK Metcalf and he didn't show up last week. Yeah. Exactly. For, for no, I mean, he showed up to, to run down that highlight that all of us have seen, but he didn't show up on the offensive side of the ball. Right. Um, so, and Mike, um, Williams, Mike Williams is the same thing. You know, Mike Williams is the same thing. I, I don't, I don't think he's got the oomph to carry him all the way through. You know, he got rid of yeah. his best wide receiver for some beans. So I don't know. Right. No, I, and I agree. Well, we'll see where it goes with him. I mean, it, it's he he's going to have to be be manager supreme to be able to move up in the rankings. Uh, so moving on to uh, number nine, uh, he also lost this week. Uh, it was one of the closer matches. He scored more points than almost everybody in the league, except for the guy who beat him. Uh, so it's the keys to success coming in at number nine. I mean, he's got a tough schedule ahead of him, a really big matchup coming up this week. Uh, He didn't have Aaron Jones going for him. He didn't have Michael Thomas last week. If they're healthy, if they're playing, he's very dangerous, but without them, his depth just isn't there. And his, his team is really pedestrian without those showstoppers. He lost three amazing receivers this week. He lost Michael Thomas. He lost uh, Brown from Buffalo and he lost Jones from Green Bay. Oh, I'm sorry, running back. But it's one great, of those three great players. Yeah, three amazing. He lost three top ten players. I mean, John, John Brown is not a top ten player, but he's he's right, you know, top top fifty. Um, but he was still he still put up 134 points. He still right. put up a, a he he put up more points than two thirds of the league, and that's with three players that are pillars on his team. Not right. 
To me, the I, only reason he's this low is because of his record. And I think that again, if with with those three guys back, he's a he's a he's a matchup no one looks forward to. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Uh, so moving on, on one of the bigger movers uh, in our power rankings this week, uh, coming in at number eight, he moved up two spots with his big win against the current champion. It's the Broken Clock Corollary. Uh, what do you guys think of this guy's team? He, we said we said last week he might be a mover, and he did. And he, and by he, I mean you, Ben. You did move, um, and I think your team is getting better. But I need to see some more. I need to see another week or two before I, I'm, I'm willing to send you into the top half. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, and Kenyon Drake was just officially ruled out this week. And it's, I mean, even though he's on a bye, um, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. And that's going to be a huge injury to overcome. There's big, big buys for him this week. And we're going to delve into his matchup against the, those aforementioned keys to success a little bit later. Uh, so moving on, uh, it's a team that lost this week and fell a bit in the rankings, but he's still got a good record. He's four and three. He's our reigning champ. It's the Fitz Magic, uh, Ryan Fitz's team. I think his team's, you know, even though he had a bad week, uh, a pedestrian week for some of his best players, the talent's still there. So you're going to have off weeks like this. I mean, if he if he can maneuver through it, I mean, I think Allen Robinson's a bust. He's been on three teams already this season because nobody wants to keep him. So, yeah, I don't know. For Robinson, there's too much risk and not enough, not enough behind him. And I don't, he doesn't have anyone to really put in his place. Sterling Shepard. Perhaps. I mean, maybe Henry Ruggs. I mean, T.Y. Hilton was supposed to be the guy there, but he's obviously been a bust. So it's one of those things where he did, he put up a good amount of points this week, as usual, but it came from one guy. Well, and, and also from yeah, I mean, one guy. Yeah. And he's putting a lot of stock in New Orleans' offense. Starting two running backs from the same team almost guarantees that one of them that week is going to be a bust. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But uh, there's also a reward in that where Latavius Murray sometimes gets huge numbers and so does Kamara. Right. So it- All right. So we're going to move on to, to uh, our sixth rank spot. Now, he's actually a division leader. Or sorry, he's tied for the division lead. Uh, but because of his points for he's so low. Uh, and this is one of those, again, because our league is so close, five and two may not be as good as you think it is. It's, uh, it's the Show Me Atidis team. Uh, he didn't he didn't change his ranking spot, but you know, without Chris Carson there, and he's gonna be gone for a few weeks. Um, and he's got Kyler on by and he's got Antonio Gibson on by. I mean, I just don't know. The talent's not there to really carry his team. I, his team doesn't scare me. It doesn't excite me. It, yeah. it, that's that's what I would say. He's 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 that he's the he's the Bears. Like somehow they're five and two, but they don't excite you when you think of their team. Um so yeah, I I don't know how he's five and two. It's all, it's, it, it blows my mind. He gets the wins, man. He 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 gets the wins that he needs to get. Um, and and by like, but but here's the thing: is it's versus weaker people. So like week six, he played Moose. He only scored ninety four points. That's not a lot of points. It's not anything to write home about. But he still wins the week because he's playing Moose. And I mean, he scored 135 points. He scored a good amount of points. It, the potential is there for his team, but the consistency and the overwhelming power is not there. He cannot overwhelm another team. If he's up against another team that has a really good week, he's not going to beat them head to head. Right. So, all right. <clears throat> so now we're getting into some of the best teams in the league. Pardon me. Give me one second. 
Uh, so we're going to move on to the fifth spot. He now he uh, lost this week and he fell a couple spots in our rankings. Uh, it's one of our hosts here. It's the Wieners Wien Dogs. Uh, and you know his team's good. I mean he has the third most points scored in the league, or fourth. Uh, pardon me uh, if I get one of those wrong. Um, but honestly, I, I you know I look at his team and his team's kind of teetering on the edge. I mean if he he he's got some injuries. He's got some buys this week. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, his running back position is thin right now. If he he, if he if he faces Deej, if he loses, I mean, this this could be a big tumble for him. And, and even if he wins, I mean, he's going to still be right there. It's so. it's it's. I just need my top two running my top two running backs come back, and I and they come back to ninety five percent of what they were before. I'm a championship contender. If they don't come and and come back and, and you know are, or they or they come back and they're sixty percent of what they were, I'm probably going to be a six and seven team in the first round of the mouth for either being you know seventh or eighth place. Right. That's the, that's what I'm teetering on right now. Yeah, I mean, so this the up the next few weeks will determine a lot. I mean, you do have uh, an easy road after DG got Moose and Dale, um, the combo. It seems to be up. a common combo in the upcoming schedule is, is a back-to-back Dale Moose. Or, well, it's or, interesting because you face Dale and Moose, and then um, Grasso faces Dale and Moose. Uh, Eckel faces Dale and Moose. All of those are back-to-back. Um, we have to talk to the scheduler about this. That is very curious. Um, anyways, so we'll move on. Now, this guy is the biggest mover. Uh, he moved up four spots in our rankings this week, if you can believe it. Um, it's uh, it's the the current reigning mouth breather. It's the Spencer Saxonifers. Now you may look at his team and he hasn't scored a ton of points, uh, but the moves he's made and when he's active, uh, just moving his team pieces around, he's put together a championship caliber team. I mean, he he doesn't have Hopkins this week, but when he's in there, that one-two punch of Devonta Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Plus with Josh Jacobs, who's been a revelation this year, except for last week, uh, it's it's going to be really difficult to overcome that. So that's why he's so high in our rankings at four and three. I mean, also, you have to look at the fact that at the top of that league, he's tied for first in his division. He's tied for first in his division at four and three. I mean, everybody is in that division. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's one of those things where it's so tight and he is coming on so strong right now. What did he score? Over 140 points last week? Yeah without everybody showing up 148 points without everybody showing up you know josh jacob not having a great week he's still scoring that many points i think adams comes down a little bit i think maybe he scores 15 points this week but i think you get that back from jacobs i think he's got to move a little bit in his tight end that's that's his one big problem right now is his tight end slot is not very strong john who's the fifth tight end in the league you're you're underselling him tight end is a is there's two guys at tight end kittle and kelsey and then it's a hodgepodge. Yeah, that's so they're, they're all. Fine. Well, actually, I'd actually put Mark Andrews up there too. I think Mark Andrews is one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah, my whole thing with Jono is he is up there in stats because he had that one big game against Jacksonville week two. He scored twenty two points. He hasn't. He's done well, but in the last two weeks, he hasn't scored more than two points. He hasn't caught one more than one ball. I mean, what, one yeah. One of the things I love to look at when I'm talking about receivers is targets, and John Smart, John Smith's targets have fallen off a cliff. They were at seven, five, eight, seven. It's the tight end position. 
It's the tight end position. Again, you're not going to get consistency from the tight end. I had I have Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanyan was the number two tight end after five weeks. He is now the seventh best tight end because he's had two bad weeks. You can't you can't predict the tight end position. You can't That's, rely on them. You can't you cannot rely on them. Even George Kittle and Kelsey, you can't rely on either of them because um, they've been up and down this year too. They've had huge games, but it's every other game they have a huge game. Right. It's not every week they're scoring ten points. It's every other week. But anyways, I do think his team is really good. Uh, I think it's good. it's going to be a great matchup between him and uh, maybe our number one team, which we'll get to in a few seconds. Um, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. So we're going to move on to number three in our rankings. We're really getting into the championship section here, our championship conteg- uh, contenders. Uh, so number three uh, is the the guy that you love to hate in our league. It's the fantasy empire. Uh, you know, even though he lost this week, he only dropped a spot because his, I mean, if Joe Mixon's healthy, if, uh, if he's got Raheem Mostert back, if he ever comes back, that is a, that is a team that is going to be difficult to beat at every position. So, I mean, I've, we've got the empire third. Yeah. He's got a, like a couple, like a handful of things that he needs to like really, that really need to turn around for it. Like running back, you're whole, you're wholly right. If Freeman is a wet blanket and if he can find anyone to fill that hole, that Freeman is just, just letting just flop in the wind there. He, he'll have something. If he can, if he can get Mixon back, if he can get Mostert back, if he can make a trade for someone, he's got even more of a chance than, and also, the fact that Patrick Mahomes only scored 14 points this week is—I yeah. mean, it was—it was—it was crazy that that team game was so low scoring. But you know, the fantasy empire is still there, and I still think he's going to be in there in the end. I mean, he's got a t- difficult schedule coming up: da, do, Doge, Grasso, and me. Basically, the three hosts he's facing in back-to-back weeks. So we're going to be talking about the fantasy empire a lot in upcoming weeks. Um, so yeah, moving on to the number two team, uh, and it was a minor debate between who is two and one, but I mean, because both teams are really, really good, but the record is what stood apart from them. So at four and three, moving up two spots uh, with the most points scored as well in that last week, it's the Vinzaloons. I mean, his starters are just nasty. Like Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry are just punching you in the face. And even when Derrick Henry didn't show up last week, Tyler Lockett's there scoring almost 50 unheard of from almost any position, let alone a uh, wide receiver. Uh, I mean, he's got some thin, he, he's a little thin beyond those, his top two running backs as quarterback and Lockett, uh, but he d- d- doesn't need to be because the rest of his team just scores. Uh, you can't really be, there's, you can't be thin with, with those four guys. They're going to, those four guys are going to score 120 points a week. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I, last week I said uh, my love for Vinny's team. So I, if I could trade teams with one person, it would be Vinny. So he's his he's team's his team's scary. If it's firing on all cylinders, there is no way that he can't score two hundred points. That's oh, and, a, and by the way, you know who he's facing this week? He's facing Dale. So I mean, he's he's God help us up. all. Yeah, 
exactly. Uh, God help Dale as well, um, which we may talk about a little bit when we get up to our next week preview. Uh, so this brings us to the number one team. Uh, now, if you paid attention to our podcast last week, it's a familiar name because he hasn't moved spots. I mean, he was number one and he won his week and he scored the third most points in the week. So it was kind of an easy choice. Still the most points scored in the league, has the easiest schedule coming up for the rest of the league. It's uh, Grasso and the two beers too deep. Uh, I mean, even without Dalvin Cook, even without Mark Andrews, even without Adam Thielen this past week, he managed to put up a big score. Uh, he is going to be dangerous. He's going to be nasty all season. He's uh, he, You talk about sw- swapping teams. I mean, I don't want to face his team. Uh, and thankfully, I don't think I do for the rest All of the right, season. All right, it's Chris Grasso's team. It's Chris yeah, Grasso. I, I, I said it was Grasso's team. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not even a fair. I don't like it. He's supposed to be the mouth breather. He's supposed to be terrible, and he's just not. And it's he came into the draft, he, and he bamboozled us. I'm gonna, he bamboozled us. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. All right, so, that, so there you go. It, Grasso's the number one team. Guys. Can we just for one second? Can we just talk about how I'm the best team in the league? This is this is this is an audio podcast. Just for, for this is literally what the- we're doing. We're literally talking about how you're the best team in the league. Oh, for the viewers out there, Chris Cross is doing a weird dance. He's doing a weird dance. It's all it's all shoulders. It's all shoulders right now. Um, I'm feeling great. Um, still nervous though. Every week something can happen. Every week something happens. I mean, I picked up a kicker last week. Thought it was going to be totally fine. Then he got COVID and I had to drop two players on my team because I had to pick someone up and juggle things around. I made a trade on a Tuesday. I don't do that very often. Yeah. A lot of weird things have been happening this year and it's all been working out. I'm going to, I'm going to take it, uh, you know, with a grain of salt and count my blessings and hope the rest of the season goes as well as the first half. Right. That's it. That's where I'm at. All right. Um, so that's uh that's it for our power rankings. So uh, I believe Grasso's got uh, a read for pause for all coming up. Oh, I do. Pause for all. Leading the way in pet prosthesis and 3D printing and imaging to allow your pet to pounce to their full potential. Guests on the Pining Four podcast are brought to you by the Pause for All Leg Up Hotline. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit pauseforall.org. All right, uh, and with that, uh, we're going to bring in uh, the commissioner of the Alba League. Uh, you know him, you love him, maybe you hate him. Uh, you'll see him clap it, clapping next to a TV screen most nights. Uh, it's, it's the one and only, it's the, uh, the Greg Eckel. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh man, Greg Eckel, welcome to the pod, buddy. Yeah, thank you for being our first guest. I was uh, absolutely honored to be to be asked as the first guest on this marvelous podcast that you guys are running. It felt only appropriate, you know. You are you're the commish uh, right now, and we, the original commish. Ah, yeah. Well, we'll get well, into kinda, that. I was like half and half with 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 the Keegs, but then when he moved to Denver, he passed right. the torch officially. Okay, so that's that's actually one of my first questions. So you know, like you said, you you you've been the solo commissioner for like four years, and co commissioner prior to that. Uh, 
compared to how it looked when it started, when it was Mr. Meth or Mr. White's Meth Heads, I think was the name of the league back when back when you had people drafting quarterbacks in the first round versus then versus today. How how do you look at that league? What do you what do you see? Yeah, you know, I don't I'm not really sure if we knew uh, what to expect when we started. It was kind of like a ragtag group of guys and girls at that point, honestly, Uh that we're like, Hey, let's just kind of give it a shot, you know? And obviously whether we didn't know football back then, or didn't really understand fantasy football as as we do now as a league, um, there were absolutely some questionable decisions that were being made uh, via the the draft and some wacky things that we, that we were doing. Uh, But certainly, I mean, obviously now that our friend group is, I don't know what the right word is more refined. And we have like a really great group of guys that are all really committed to the league. Um, We've kind of made some changes, obviously to uh, Ixnay, the, the females in in this particular league itself and uh, uh, kind of consolidate some of the people who we really weren't close with, obviously that just had worked at, at the uh, college with, with Doge and I. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really, competitive i mean everybody for the most part is super into it uh and that's really all, all you can ask for great so uh the speaking of you know speaking of the the history and everything so uh, what was the genesis of this league how did it all start was it was it keegan given an idea was it you an idea did doge come in as like we got to start a league how w- what happened i mean this is a this is a challenge this was like seven years ago uh i don't remember I specifically honestly uh, i had i had done I think fantasy baseball, uh, oddly enough, when I was in, you know, at, at Siena for a year and then I just either didn't enjoy it or like, I think it just kind of came about. I'm like, you know what, let's just give this another shot. It start, started to get big. Obviously I don't know exactly when like Matthew Barry and all these, all these guys and gals now that are, have their own shows that talk specifically about fantasy. Uh, but whatever it was, I just, I guess somebody thought it was going to be a, a, a fun time. I, I would guess that it was me. I don't know if Keegan, was super into football at that point. And then him and I just kind of said, you know, why don't we just try to get people together? And that's kind of how it, how it started. I mean, again, I, I, I don't know specifically, and obviously it's uh, evolved a lot since, since 2013. Oh, got it. So ha- have you always been the bashers? Were you always big X bashers or is that, is that a name you settled on later? Is that a question? Okay. No, so- <laughs> No, I, I've I've always been big X bashers and uh, plan to be for eternity. So where did where, where... <laughs> well, you got to avoid being the mouth breather, really as we all know. Yeah. Um, so wait. So where did the bad name bashers come from? Uh, my creative brain. Uh, well, you know, bi- it's big a... X. That's that's a nickname that I got when I was in high school, and you know, however that's evolved and whatever, and I just felt like it needed to be an alliteration and it just became the big X bashers. I don't, I honestly don't know. Maybe it's that was the greatest a, thing I've ever come up with. That was one of those <laughs> things. Like in the beginning of the league, everyone was like, we got to be big X bashers. We got to be Spencer's seduction, Spencer's sexy, whatever. I was the Grassmasters goons. Everybody was something. Oh, the goons. Very, very alliterative. Very alliterative and not great. Not creative, <laughs> not very smart or intelligent, but they're poignant and they 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 last. They withstood the test of time for sure. Echo for question those, for, for for those that were able to keep their name, you know. Well, yeah, obviously, sometimes you gotta get creative when you lose or twice. lose. Yeah, 
Echo, do you think that part of our decision to start the league was because the way the tech had changed? Was that like the first year they had like a fantasy app where you didn't have to like go online or like do like paper? And I feel like I feel like in that in that like 2011, 2012, 2013, in that time, Mm. they like really honed it in. They were like, hey, we're going to make a specific app. We're going to cater more towards these fantasy people. And I feel like that's a big reason why we got into it, because we could send each other like something simple and get it going. Yeah, I I think there's precedent in that. Again, I don't I don't recall exactly when. You know, the ESPN app, the Yahoo app, you know, there's several there's several platforms now that you can use. Uh, and I actually still know some people that don't use the app, believe it or not. There's a guy that scribbles the scores down and tracks all the stats on like a Monday or Tuesday morning, which is unreal to me. Uh, I could never have patience for that. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember, honestly, if, if it was that uh, specific reason. But certainly, um, I think you're right that right around that time, it just started to really become incredibly popular. And, you know, now, obviously, it's like this crazy phenomena where, I mean, people make literal careers out of being a fantasy football analyst. I mean, maybe that's my calling. I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Um, oh, Echo, have, so, you, have you ever won the championship, Echo? I have not. Good question. I, I have okay. not. Okay. So, Draymond, which you Draymond, know the answer Draymond, to this question. Draymond, Draymond has <laughs> ever won. Draymond? Wait, what, what? What was the question again? Has he ever won the fantasy football uh, album? I have been within a whisper, but I've never won. Oh, I uh, lost. So, I think so I lost Draymond. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to to move the forward, are you happy with? where the league is this year are you happy with the guys in the, in the league the way that we're moving forward um you know the, the competitiveness yeah i really think we gotta get we gotta get gary back in the league that's a foolish <laughs> totally idea kidding. no i'm totally kidding no uh dale dale's been awesome you know obviously for the most part over the last i don't even know at this point three four years it's been pretty consistent you know um and Dale's great. Uh, obviously he's, he has some kinks to work out for the 2020, 2021 season. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like he's a great person. Like as a yeah. human being, he's great. Like I like, I enjoy him. I wouldn't say he was great at fantasy football. That's not what I would say. Yeah. And it's, it, but like to his, to he's, his tr- he's trying, he's yeah, trying. right. Right. He's trying very hard and he cares. He's just, he's, he's new to it. He's done it in so long, you know, and that's all we can ask for. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy with the league. Obviously. I mean, um, things are, the people, people are into it some more than others, but at least people are into it. You know, it's not like, I mean, with Gary last year and him quitting, three years in a row, whatever that was two out of three years. I think, I think it was the right decision to just say, look, dude, like this isn't really a thing for you. If you can't handle like losing one week, you know, like it's just, it shouldn't, like shouldn't be playing this. It's supposed to be fun, you know? So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Awesome. And then what, what do you think of the, do you like the effects of the rule changes? Like kind of the two big ones this year were fab and the half point PPR. Do, are you happy with the way they are? Cause they have really, change the dynamics of the league you know i'll start with the ppr first i don't necessarily even realize it for the most part you know like it just kind of feels like it's always been a thing um 
You realize when David Montgomery catches a ball in the last five minutes of a game, it it does feel natural. I I agree. Like you know, yeah. And I think I'm I'm fairly certain that I think half PPR is now like the standard. Yeah, across the board, it It seems like what it is. Yeah, yeah. and then with with the Fab, I gotta tell you, I don't know whose idea that was. I think it was you, Doge. I love the Fab. I think it's such a creative thing. I didn't even know it was like an option. It just, it makes it, it makes that playing field when you're trying to pick up players. So even it puts a real tangible value on how you perceive a certain player at any given week. It takes so much more strategic intent. You know, when you're trying to decide, do I keep my fab? Do I spend it this week? You know, how, how important is it for me to have this player for one week and do I spend that kind of money on, on him? So no, I think that is such a great rule change. Um, and I think essentially all the feedback from the league generally has been really positive about it. So, I mean, I, I think that's definitely going to be uh, something that, that we'll keep uh, yeah. long-term. And now moving forward, possibly to a, a look ahead at the rule summit. Um, is there, is there anything, is there any one thing that you would change in the league scoring, you know, you know, uh, schedule, whatever it may be. You know, I was actually thinking on that kind of recently. The The schedule, um, I, I like it. On one hand, I really like that you play the same team, like one other, two other teams twice. Sorry, I was getting confused on my words there. Because it like, it creates that like every year, like, damn, like, you got to play one, these two players. Week one, Bashers, ween dogs. Yeah, yeah every year. It's, Great. it's just, it's kind of a fun thing. But on the flip side, it's almost like we could just randomize it or like it, there, there's some definitely some room for discussion there. I think for now, I probably sit on the, uh, on the former side of the coin. I kind of like how we have it set up currently. Um, I think I, suggest, thing, I I think I'm the one who suggested uh, last, this rule summit to randomize the uh, the dra- the divisions, but I that was shot down. Because that, that would fix that sort of, or that would change that sort of thing from seeing the same people every week, every year. Yeah. I mean, you could also, you could, we could also get rid of divisions and, and go, you know, 12. I was There's just going to say that. There. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we get rid of the divisions, or I think I might tell you, might have been you again. Somebody suggested this past weekend to only have the top, the yeah. top team in each division make the playoffs and see them one, two that way, and then just have the next four best records. So maybe instead of getting rid of the divisions, that would definitely equalize things a bit more because it does seem, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it does seem like there's one division that is typically much better. Yeah. Uh, at least yeah. like there just seems to be a lot better teams in that one division every year, at least last two, two or three years. So, you know, I think maybe that's something that I would definitely consider proposing and maybe just to have, again, because I kind of like the divisions too. It just, it's, I don't know. It's something that I I do think it's, it keeps the uh, excitement to some extent for me anyway. Um, But I think that maybe instead of the top two from each division, maybe it should just be, you get rewarded for winning that division. um, Knowing too, that, that the two teams that you play twice a year are in your division Right. And then maybe we can figure out something in the schedule where, where that rotates. And maybe that, that maybe that's an idea. I'm kind of spitballing on here, but you know, instead of like it's you know, me against Doge and Vinny this year, and then next year it would be two of the other teams in the same division. So you're still getting that like divisional type type feel. So um that's yeah, I think that's really the only thing. I think um some of the COVID stuff that we did, we luckily haven't had to deal with it too much, just that one crazy week with the Titans or whatever. Uh 
but I mean, I think, I think we made some, some good decisions. And that was a fun rule summit too. Like the whole, oh. the whole league was like, Oh, was, was that was wonderful. a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. All right, Bashers, you ready to talk about your team? Just finished the line. Nice and lubed up here, buddy. I've been, I've been thinking about what I was going to talk about, but all right, go ahead with your questions. You think about what you're going to talk about. We gave you questions beforehand. You should already know what we're talking about. No, I, 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 I only got topics. Oh, I did not get questions. Topics. Oh, this is great. Okay. I'm twirling my mustache. All right. Awesome. Greg Eckel. Yeah. We all know and love you. Of course. We all know <laughs> that you are very, very high energy and passionate about the game of football. Am this I right? Fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you I'm love just fantasy football. I'm a very competitive person and I don't really compete in much anymore because I'm not a, you know, a professional athlete. Your hands I, are too small. That's why. Yes, that's exactly right. And I'm five, seven and three quarters. Yeah, that too. So Eckle, your passion, it's very, it's very fiery tiger inside of you. Do you think that that helps or hurts you in your decisions? Hmm. I don't think it hurts me. I mean, I have a clear head when I make decisions, you know, uh, I'm only fiery when the games are going on. Um, I, I, and I guess for, for this year anyway, for whatever reason, with the Giants and the Cowboys, I just feel like I get in my head with, with those two teams because I, I pick Cowboys, they suck, and then they're great the next year. I pick Giants, they, they blow up their knee. Uh, you know, it's like that's been a frustrating experience. So I think next year I might just avoid the entire NFC East or something because I'm just like, <laughs> I just smart. can't. And, and because they also all suck. They're, uh, they're terrible. That might but be no, I, I'll, I'll honestly say, I don't think it gets in the way of, of my decisions. I think when I make decisions about my fantasy football team, I'm really trying to improve my team. I'm trying to create obviously a winning team. And I maybe not always thinking about, you know, what is the immediate impact of a, a, a particular move. Um, so you're looking more at longevity. So, so here's, here's my next question. You've lost players like Saquon Barkley and Debo Samuels, and, you, and you've been making moves to try to stop the bleeding, if you will. You yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. For Ronald Jones. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's enough for your team? Do you think that that'll carry you all the way through? Well, I think anybody who loses, and we're seeing this with with the mayhem this year too. Like when we lose a top a top running back, like who had you know top three potential in any given year, you know you're always feeling like you need to do something to replace that person. And I think this year you're it's ringing true again that the depth at wide receiver is just so much more deep. Like there's just a lot of guys that you can feel relatively comfortable throwing out there in your wide receiver two or flex spot and hopefully, you know, can get you 60 yards and, you know, push for 10 points in, in that, in that, in that week versus running backs where, you know, it's, it's a lot harder. Um, so yeah, a lot of I, I, this year. a lot of running yeah, back by that, committees. That's, that's typical though, too. You know, I mean, I, I think that that's where the NFL is, is going honestly. And I think that maybe has to do with a lot of the coaches that are in, in the NFL right now, seemingly, um, if you think about the, the, the younger coaches like McVeigh and, uh, Clingsbury, uh, you know, these guys came up in really very, very recently and, and they're, they're young guys. So, you know, maybe that, that has to do with something where like the old guard of, of head coaching and how they utilize running backs is just kind of not, not the same. 
I mean, look, look at Kansas City. I mean, they, they, they have, like, what, like four serviceable running backs that could literally – Daryl Williams could start on most teams. Damian Williams opted out. They drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and now they have Le'Veon Bell. So, like, some of these teams are just literally stacking so that they can retain the energy and, and the legs of, the, of their guys later on in, in the game. So, um, I don't know where, where that tangent came from, but I think ultimately uh, – do I think I have enough? I think was the question. Yeah, I think I have enough to get into the playoffs. Um, where, where it happens from there, you know, I need I need the wide receivers on my, and I have a couple things that I'm that I'm maybe cooking here too um, that I'm just giving some thought to from like a trade perspective. But uh, you know, I I'm just kind of waiting it out for now, and I, I need Mike Williams and I need uh, Ronald Jones to just like do what I hope them hope that they would do. And then I, I'll be, I'll be fine. Now, Eckel, you're talking about wide receivers. The wide receiver pool is very deep. Let's talk yeah. about another pool. Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. You are, you Chase Claypool. Do you, do you think that Chase Claypool is your answer? Do you think he's going to give you what you need for that? You did My, say you were on the Chase Claypool train a couple weeks ago. When you yeah, and I did see him last in. week, which you, which I'm sure you noticed. Oh no, uh, I a smart. I, 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 I decided to sit him last week. You know, I, I, and maybe this is to to, to a fault uh, because you know there's guys like uh, Scary Terry, Antonio Gibson, like some of these guys who play on shit teams are good fantasy producers. I typically like to stack my team with good player, like with players on, on good teams. So if I can get a guy like Claypool, like Debo, like Mike Williams, where that offense is humming right now, I would prefer them over a guy like Terry McLaurin sometimes. That's just my own personal uh, feeling towards it. So I don't know. That's kind of how I, how I think I, 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 would, I would answer that question. But, you know, Ben, you know this more than, more than us. That, that Pittsburgh Steeler room is just packed with freaking talent. I mean, you have a guy like James Washington, who I think was a second rounder, is like benched because there's just so much talent in that wide receiver room. So well, that, that, that's kind of like a double-edged sword, though. I know, also, I also like my around. fantasy players to not have a set number of targets, like Terry McLaurin, who's going to get 10 to 12 targets a game. I'd rather have guys that are, you know, might get 12 targets a game and might get eight or, or six, you know, and then if you, that's mm-hmm. the way you like to go. On, yeah. The good teams have better players more better players. I'd rather have a guy on a bad team who's going to get lots of touches no matter what. I mean, you know, volume usually wins. I, I do yeah. agree with you there. I mean, even though yeah. like a guy like Kenyon Drake, who's, who hasn't been great this year, he's been still been getting the volume, even with Chase, Chase Edmonds there. And, you know, he, he's been serviceable with that. Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, Gross, I'll take so, the I next mean, question. The- yeah, I mean, just to, just to put just to put a bow on that. I mean, do I think Claypool is like bench for the rest of the year? No, I I absolutely don't think that. He still played, I think, seventy two percent of the offensive snaps this past week. I mean, it was just Deontay Johnson's day. Whether they wanted to get him back into the offense because you know he was hurt, um, Juju was probably you know getting pissed that these other guys were getting all the all the looks. So he obviously had a little bit of a of a breakout. But no, I'm not necessarily you know dumping him by any by any means. Now, last question for me, Echo, about your season, about where it's going, about where it's headed, about the possibilities of you winning this championship. The next two games that you play are versus Moose and Dale. 
what yeah. some might consider the bottom of the barrel. But then you're finishing off the season. You're playing Vinny. You're playing Fitz. You're playing Keegan. How important is it for you to win these next two weeks versus Moose and Dale and continuing forward in the season? Well, I got to tell you, I'm still coming off a high from last night, baby. <laughs> What a freaking, I was like having a freaking uh, like nervous breakdown. <laughs> nervous breakdown because you put in Darren Fells instead of Hurst? Dude, it was a gut decision. You know, when, when I saw Jordan Aikens being out, the, the, the Texans are scoring points. You know, the, the offense has been playing real well. There's their defense can't do anything. Anyway, so yeah, I think last night was obviously huge. Um, and then in, in the next two weeks, I mean, if I don't win these two games, I probably shouldn't make the playoffs. So you know, if I can get these two these two wins behind me, I'll be six and three going into the home stretch. I, I, I got to be honest, and what I know we'll we'll talk about some of the matchups, and I'll share some thoughts I have uh, from like a power ranking and like all that stuff. If if you if you like to hear, uh, but. Um, I'm not necessarily, I don't think Fitz's team is, is, is honestly very good. I'm, I'm more afraid of Keegan's team. Like, I think Keegan's team is solid. If, if Michael Thomas comes back, DJ Moore has been a real nice surprise. Gordon, Aaron Jones, uh, you know, Keegan's team is real solid. J- Jared Cook's got, what, four, four or five touchdowns already, maybe four. You know, Keegan's team is super solid. And Fitz has got very little depth. If, if New Orleans comes up against a Tampa Bay or against a, 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 a good defense, I don't necessarily think Kamara will, will have, a, will have a, a great game. And he has nobody else. Like, if, if Kamara doesn't have a good game, Fitz is not going to win. That's just my own personal feelings on it. But I think Doge and Vinny, yeah, solid teams. So I, I'm, I need to be sure that I'm positioned well if I can, if I can steal one of, one of a victory from a – from either Doge or, or Vinny to end the year, I think I think I sneak in as the five or six seed. I do. So I uh, I mean we I, I really got to ask you one question about this past matchup. I know you won, but yeah, you um you were carrying three tight ends into this week, which I found kind of curious. And then your choice of starting tight end, uh, Darren Fells, uh, threw up the big old goose egg for you. Uh, didn't even get a target in the whole game. Uh, hey, what the fuck was that all about? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 uh we're we're on XM, so you're fine. Um, but you know, you you look at him and you see, I, I can understand where the thinking is. You know, yeah, yeah. He had he had seven targets the week before. You thought sure. you, you, Deshaun Watson was getting getting up there, but then you really dig into Darren Fell's stats. He had he never had more than two targets just once the week before that. So I mean, it's um. It, it was a curious start, and you know, even though you did win, I mean, if you had just started Hayden Hurst instead, there would there would have been none of the drama. Yeah, I would have been night. able to go. I, I would have been able to go to sleep at ten o'clock instead of eleven thirty because I watched the entire <laughs> game. <laughs> we all watched that entire yeah, game. Yeah, no, okay. we did. We we were all watching it because of how how close that your your matchup was. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, just as like a, a a thought, like looking ahead. Uh, for certain this year, I think my strategy is changing a bit to how I'm going to build my, my team moving forward. I'm definitely going to either reach for a tight end to get like a Kittle or, or a Kelsey next year, or try to get like a top five quarterback, because I think I'm, I'm playing too many like head games with myself at, at least the tight end position again this year. Um, and maybe that's just my own complexity of how I'm thinking about it. 
You know, I think in fantasy, because we obviously don't know the future and it could have just as well gone the other way um, that Fells had, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown, which I was kind of hoping for, obviously. Um, but it was that gut feeling. Uh, I own it and I'm, you know, uh, happy that I was able to, to squeak out a victory. Right. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward for the whole season. Uh, so, uh, Echo, thank you for the interview. You, you able to stick around for a few? We're going to do our picks next uh, if you want to join us for that. Yeah, I'm sticking around. All right, great. Uh, so let's uh, let's move right in then to uh, our preview for next week. Uh, normally we'd have another ad read, but Sienna didn't re-up their offer, so we're just going to go straight into it. Uh, so we're going to start off with what may be the game of the season so far. Um, and we're looking at two, one team that's really up and coming, really made some good moves to position themselves for a push here. And one team that's basically the top of the league. Uh, it's, uh, it's the Saxoniffers versus, uh, two beers too deep. I like this. I like this matchup a lot. It's going to be high scoring. Uh, there's going to be a lot Mm -hmm. to look for here. Um, you know, I think, I really think that top to bottom, uh, Grasso's team is just better, especially if he gets Dalvin Cook back at some good clip, if he gets Julio Jones at full power. I mean, just every single position is really tough. Even though Spencer's team is really good, I mean, you've got that tandem of Devonta Adams and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who I know has a bye, but that one-two punch of receivers is is really tough to beat. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the two beers, too deep versus the sack sniffers. Uh, What do you think? I I think this could honestly be an Alba preview. Um, This is, this would, if the season were to end right now, this would be my pick for the championship game. Um, So I, I I think with the Hopkins bye week I think it gives a slight edge to Grasso. So I'm going to pick Grasso. Okay, uh, Grasso. Uh, as per tradition, I will not pick myself. Um, I'm definitely going with Spencer's team. He put up so many points last week; it was absolutely absurd. And Josh Jacobs didn't show up. Josh Jacobs is showing up this week versus the Cleveland Browns. I think he's going to run all over the fucking Browns, like everybody does. And I think it's going to be really hard for me to win this week. All right, uh, Echo, what say you? Uh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with two beers too deep in this one, gents. I, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I, I think, I think Grosso's team is the best team in the league. I, he, they'd be number one for me if I was, if can I was making a power ranking. Oh, they're, they're, they're number one in our power ranking as well. Yeah, I think, I really think it, think it should be, you know, however he, he managed this, I'm not really sure how, but he um, bamboozled things, us. Bamboozled. Things, <laughs> excuse me. Things just kind of fell, fell into place nicely. Um, I think top top down Grasso has, has the best team. I'm just gonna, just very, very very plainly here. I'm just going to take the favorite. All right. Uh, so it's uh, except for Grasso, as per usual, uh, everybody goes with Grasso, and he's going with Sack Sniffers. All right. Let's go. Let's move on to. An, I mean, all these games because the league is so close are have really important implications. But for the next game I picked, uh, it's really important that both these teams win, or else they're going to be facing a really tough road ahead of them. Uh, it's the broken clock corollary and the keys to success. You know, uh, 
my team, the Broken Clock Corollaries, made a lot of moves to still remain in contention after a horrible draft. Uh, but Keegan's team has a lot of good players on it. I mean, he's got Aaron Jones coming coming on this week. Uh, you know, if Michael Thomas comes back and plays, even with Will Fuller out, that is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with the Keegs to success this uh, this week. Uh, Grasso, we'll start. We'll go with you. Um, I'm I'm um, I'm it's a toss up for me, um, but I'm going with you, Ben. I think Matt Stafford looked incredible last week in that final drive. I think he rides that wave into this week. I think he 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 bolsters this team a little bit. I think Hawkinson looks looks to get another touchdown this week, and I think you're gonna win. All right, uh, Doge. He can deal with a lot of injuries right now, um, and I and I think Ben, you're on your 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 team that's uh, a little hot right now. Uh, ben, ben Ben's really looking 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 good right now. Uh, I think I'd go with Ben uh, for this game. All right, and uh, Echo. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. You know, I think honestly, Ben's team is the most surprising. They kind of clawed their way from the depths and now are I think top four in points. Uh, for it at this point. Uh, I, I just think Keegan's going to be too much. I mean, Wentz at home against Dallas. He's got Aaron Jones likely to come back. Michael Thomas likely to come back. DJ Moore against that shit Atlanta secondary. Um, I, I just think Keegan's going to be a little bit too much. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the uh, success on this one. All right. Well, I hope uh, you and I are both wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to move on to uh, another important matchup, again, for maintaining where they are in the rankings. It's uh, the surprising Show Me Atidis at 5-2. and two. We still don't understand how he's 5-2. and two. And uh, our reigning champs, Fitzmagic, uh, they're going up against each other. And, you know, you look at this team, I mean, Tom Brady had a vintage Brady game. We were talking about it a little earlier last week. Uh, I mean, they're going up against the Giants, yeah. which are, the Giants are kind of Tom Brady's... Uh, kryptonite uh still even though they're not definitely not the giants of the aughts um and you know i think jimmy's really got a lot of injuries i mean chris carlin carson's not going to play this week kyler murray's out this week um i think i'm going with the fits uh just because i think it's going to be too much and he, he definitely needs that one uh so we'll start with echo what do you think yeah you know <laughs> I don't know if it's about Jimmy's injuries right now, but he, I, I, he's been like on a, on a streak too. And I, I don't even understand it. Like I, I really, I really just don't. I mean, he's second in, in, in our division right now, right? Right behind Grasso, just based on points for, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the injuries this week for, for the uh, TDs. I really think it's because he's got his top performers on a, on buys, uh, especially if Carson doesn't play the Cowboys are an absolute dumpster fire. Say what you want about my G men, but the Cowboys look horrible i mean that whole division is not bad i mean i I think the eagles are starting to come on a little bit um but i just think i I think i'm I'm with you on this one i think this week fitz gets the win all right uh doge yeah i I think i think jimmy's got a lot of questions at running back this week um and he he just fitz needs someone to to play big and i'm gonna go with fitz Interestingly, really quick that he sent me a trade request earlier this evening for (laughs) Some breaking news here on the Pine for for uh, it, Robbie Anderson for David Johnson, but David Johnson's on a buy this week too. So I was lo- looking at it, kind of curious because 
like he does need the help this week. Like I think when Gibson comes back, even if Carson misses a little bit more time, you know, I think he'll be okay moving forward. And Anderson's been really good. I'm just not willing to give up, give up my most vanilla player in the NFL this year, David Johnson, uh, who I can always count on for 18 carries, 42 yards and a touchdown. Nope. <laughs> All right, Grasso, uh, who you got for fits in the TDs? So <clears throat> I'm going with Jimmy's team, the TDs, simply because Ezekiel Elliott has played like shit the last two weeks, and he is not fucking happy with his performance. And the only person that makes Ezekiel Elliott better is Ezekiel Elliott, and he is butthurt right now. Last week, he played like dog shit. He dropped the ball twice. He is coming back hard and fast because guess what? Who's throwing the ball on that Dallas team this week? Some question. <laughs> I have no clue. Some guy His name the- is Danucci. The, the punter? Danucci. Like, who's throwing the ball? No, you're feeding Zeke, and you're going to feed this, Zeke all game. Uh, I don't know his first name, but his, his last name is Danucci. He's a seventh-round pick out of James Madison University. Oh, is that Boy. Division One? <laughs> Division One Double A. It's the, the, F, so the, F, it's F, the F, JV. Ezekiel uh, Elliott the ball. He's gonna have forty points this week. I'm going right. TDs all the way, baby. All right. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's unique. You know, I you know I I feel like Zeke. I feel like the whole Dallas team has just quit on their once they lost Dak and the, you you saw with that late hit on Andy Dalton last week the team just didn't back him up I don't think anybody on that team cares anymore so I, I don't I wouldn't trust any uh any Dallas player speaking of which uh that moves us into the next game it's the uh the fantasy empire versus uh the doge the wieners wean dogs uh, and, spe- and I said speaking of which because even though Deej has Amari Cooper, I mean, his if he gets Joe Mixon back this week, which I think he'll play, um, you know, Mahomes is probably he's got a very favorable matchup against the Jets, uh, and he did not play great last week, so I, I expect him to play well. I think Joe Mixon is coming back. Tyreek Hill it needs a big game. He he's due for one. So I think I I honestly think that Deej's team has a little too much for the the Wean Dogs to handle this week. Um, Doge, what do you think? I, this is a, I, I, this is a big game for both teams. It it could either both four know, and three. If Deej wins, it could it could really separate him in his division. I think, and if I win, I think it'll again push me to the upper echelons. If I lose, then I'm, I'm really struggling for a playoff berth with one of those two wild cards. Um, I'm picking myself to win. Um, I just I have faith in 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 my big three in Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, and Justin Jefferson, and then George Kittle at tight end. I got faith that my big play team, you know, my big players can come through. And I'm obviously not starting the Giants defense against Tampa Bay. There will be a waiver wire move for a defense um, because that's just, uh, I think I'd rather start no defense. So I'm picking myself. I have faith in myself. I'm going to do the opposite of Grasso. I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to be overconfident. All right. We'll see how that works out for you. Uh, Grasso, how do you feel? What do you think? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little bit hungry, and I could use a bong rip, but, like, other than that. Um... Oh, you mean about the game? Oh, okay, so I think that Deej is definitely going to win. Um, he's very well-rounded. I think the only reason he didn't win last week is just sheer luck. Um, so I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, I think it definitely will come down to if Joe Mixon is healthy enough to play, if he shows up. Um, but other than that, his team is very strong, and I, I see him pulling out the win. 
maybe the most watched injury this week. Um, all right, Echo, how, how, what are you thinking about this game? Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm back and forth on this game. I, I think I'm going to pick the dogs, though. You know, I, he's starting Jamichael. Hey, what's his first name? Jay Hasty. I, I, I just don't think that Jay. Not, ha- no, no, no. no. J- the Fantasy Empire is oh, starting yeah. Jay Hasty. Oh, I, I, just, I, I love uh, that. J- J- I love J- that Michael. start, actually. I think. Oh, I think, my gosh. I, think whoever, I just can't even. Whoever's the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers is a great player. Isn't Coleman coming back? I, I don't know. Possibly. That, we don't know. That's a whole nightmare situation from a committee <clears throat> committee standpoint. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the take the dogs. Unfortunately, I'm picking them in, a, in, a, in an upset. I, I think he's right on. You know, with the with the with the big four. Really, I'll even throw Kittle in there. And Tannehill is gonna have a have a really solid game. Um, yeah. Maybe Swift or Harris steal steal a touchdown. And if he does, he's gonna be right there. So um, I'm going with the dogs. Unfortunately, because I want him to lose. A lot of splits this week. I, li- I like it. Um, all right. So I think this one might be the only unanimous decision. Uh, so we're going to move on to the uh, the Vinzaloons versus the uh, the weak side werewolves. And so, uh, you know, as is going – been a running theme in the first few weeks of this podcast, uh, is Dale going to win? No. So I think, you know, Vinny's team is just too good and – Dale, there's just nothing on Dale's team that's going to jump out and win a week for him. So I'm going to go with the Vinzaloons. Uh, Grasso, what do you think? I mean, if Dale's team... Okay, I'm not even going to fucking say it. Vinny's going to win this game. I'm, I'm trying to give Dale like maybe some glimmer of hope. I mean, if if everybody shows up like they're projected, which they're not going to, then maybe he has a chance to win. Maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen. Vinny all the way. All right. Uh, Eckle. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the uh, Vinzaloon train too. Um, I, I, just, I just can't see how Dale gets there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, obviously anything is possible. He's got some decent matchups. Uh the Lamar isn't a great matchup, but aside from that, I, I like everything else that he's got going this week for the most part, but Vinny's team is just clearly superior. Um, it should, it should be Vinny by at least 15. Right. Uh, and Doge rounding it out. Um, is it even a question? It's Vinny. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I expected. Okay. So we're saving uh, the, uh, depending on the, on your outlook, it's either the best or the worst game for last. Um <clears throat> It's the uh, the battle of ineptitude. Um, although it looks like it's a high scoring matchup, it's going to be the Big X Bashers versus the Moose Mayhem. Both teams desperately mean, need a win. I mean, Moose knows uh, when you and uh, Eck when you listen back uh, to this podcast, you'll hear the ad read that Moose paid for. Um, he knows that he's not making the playoffs. I don't. I don't see a path to winning for Moose here unless all of his players go off, unless Mike Davis rediscovers himself on a short week, unless Josh Allen plays like an MVP, if AJ Green plays like he's five years younger, if Cooper Cup actually gets the receptions, then yeah, he can win. But that's a lot of ifs. Um, so I think just having the the tandem running backs with uh, Hunt and Jones and DK Metcalf after his abysmal showing last week, except for running down that uh, that one guy that almost got a touchdown. 
he he's gonna bounce back. And I think he's, he's officially my back. favorite player in the NFL. By the way, I love DK Metcalf. He is <laughs> the best. <laughs> no, I, mean, I just want to like, hang out with him. It was it was so entertaining to watch him, even when he's not catching the ball. He's just the man. I love right. watching him play. So yeah, so for those reasons, I'm going with uh with Echol. Uh, so Doge, go for it. Um, Moose needs CMC to come back. And again, we're recording this Tuesday night. If he is going to play, which doesn't look like it, I, I think Moose then has the the edge. Um, and then uh, again, I think Echols' receivers are really boom bust, especially with Debo going down. I'm going with a surprise Moose pick here. I think he can somehow pull this out. Don't ask me how. He's just been so down on himself. I think he can do it. I think he's he's going to have the Grasso effect. He's going to be down on himself, like, no, I can't win. And then all of a sudden, he's going to score 150 points, and Echo's going to score five. So, I mean, it's been that kind of season. Yeah. You, know, you never know. All right, uh, Grasso. Um, this is this is tough. Um, I would love – I would n- nothing but love to see Joe's ragtag – lost boy team could just like come together and beat Echol. But there's a man. His name is Decalin Zacharias Medcalf. And he is going to destroy everyone next week. Okay. That's where I'm at. That's a great, that's a great name. Why does he go by DK? Dude, I looked that up the other day. I was sitting on my couch and I, I've been saving it on my phone for literally this exact moment for four days. Okay. That's preparation. I right love there. DK Metcalf. That's called prep. Okay, guys, I care about this. Okay, I care a lot. But DK Metcalf had a poor showing last week. I think Lockett's going to be a little tired. I think they're going to double team Lockett over the top a little bit more. And I think DK is going to go off. They like to trade off between Lockett and DK because defenses can't can't guard both of them. Can't guard both of them. So last week they they guarded DK. Next week they're going to guard Lockett. I think Eckle takes this win. All right, and that uh, really hurt. It really hurts saying that. By the way. But I think Eck will take this one. All right, uh, Eck will take us home. I wonder who you're going to pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 feeling pretty good this week. I'm I'm definitely picking myself. I mean, I, this would not be the case most likely if I was playing somebody else. <laughs> uh, but I, I do have decent matchups too. Um, you know, I, I think people are still sleeping on, on on Kareem a little bit. Kareem in that that Browns offense, maybe they're a little bit boom bust, but you know they're. Kareem is a monster and he's been a monster. Um, <clears throat> I, I like Metcalf too, to have, have a bounce back week. And I got, I got Bridgewater at home against Atlanta. I mean, I think, I think Bridgewater is going to push for 30 points this week. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it, it's the bashers by like 12. Oh, even throwing down a line. All right. <laughs> oh, throwing in a gambling line. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that's our picks for the week. We'll see how they do next week. Um, so that uh, that about does it for our podcast tonight. Uh, although I will say we, Echo, if you want to lead us in the chant this week, we've been ending every podcast. I'm not sure if everybody makes it to the end, uh, but we've been ending every podcast with an ode to uh, Spencer, our mouth breather this year. So if you want to lead off with a mouth breather chant. There's a uh, trade being accepted as we speak. <laughs> Bre- breaking news. I just got a <laughs> from Dale. Literally breaking right. news. We have oh, breaking news. Uh, breaking news at the very end of the podcast, which means nobody's going to hear it. Weekside Werewolves <laughs> accepts an offer from the Wieners Wien Dogs. Wiener gets rid of Deontay Johnson for Fulgham and Jarek McKinnon. 
Um, quick, ra rapid hit here for this before we get into the mouth breather chant. Uh, I, I like the trade for Dale. I mean, Deontay, I still think, is the guy there. So that, that could really help him out. He might actually get a win this season. I don't think it helps him out too much, but, you know, Wiener's got some depth issues, so it makes sense why he made the, made the trade. Yeah, it makes sense for both of them. I think it's really going to see if Fulgham actually shows up for the rest of the season. He had one really good game. They're looking more his way, but Philly looks kind of a net. So, I mean, we'll see what happens and how this pans out. I don't think it really affects anyone too much. But well, well, I think this is what this is what Wiener has really been preaching all year. You know, he has incredible depth at, at that wide receiver position. There's really steady, steady points being scored all over the place in that wide receiver room. So why not? You know, he needs he needs a fill in this week. He doesn't like his running back room. Make a move. You know, yeah. I like it. OK. And Ben, what are your what are your thoughts before I say what my thoughts? I mean, well, as I started off with, I, you know, I like, I think it's good for both teams. Um, you know, in my philosophy has been, I've been training away all my best wide receivers this year. I think everybody has, because exactly what you pointed on a few times, Eckle, that there's points to be had all over the place for wide receivers this year. Running backs are the huge premium. Uh, they should be treated as such. So if you have, I had uh, Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson, and I traded them both away and Cooper yeah. Cup. I just, you know, you, you can just trade them away. They're like checklets. Um, so I, 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 you know, but it's really moving around a lot of second tier guys. I mean, if Deontay Johnson becomes big, I don't know if that helps Dale enough because he needs help everywhere. I mean, but for you, uh, Doge, I think that's a good depth pick. Yeah. And, and to me, Fulgham is the number one guy in Philly. You know, he, you know, he's getting, he was getting more targets when Ertz, even when Ertz was on the field and then got it where on the field. So I think, He's he's going to be you know and with Deontay Johnson I think he's been hurt all year he's even questionable mm -hmm. this week he That's picked, true. you know he, he had a great game but then he couldn't finish so um, and they spread and the ball a lot in Pittsburgh so you I, never know who's going to be said, the big guy exactly and I said it earlier in the pod the starting running back in San Francisco is a top twenty four running back. So I think McKinnon will get the start this week with the injury issues. Hasty, I think it will have a piece. Coleman will have a piece, but he's probably not coming back this week. So, um, so we'll, we'll hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll work out. So thanks. Thanks, Dale. Yes. All right. So some late breaking news there, literally late breaking. So as I started to say, um, this is this basically does it for us this week. Uh, so Echo, would you like to lead us in a mouth breather chant? Mouth, mouth breather. breather, mouth breather, mouth breather, mouth breather. Why are we going so? All right, so I'm done. Yeah, so the, there's some latency issues, so we'll just call yeah. it there. Uh, Spencer, you suck at fantasy football, but maybe not this year. Uh, so thank you, Echo, for being our first guest. Uh, Thanks for having me. This was fun. Uh, as always, I'm the host, uh, Ben Max. I've got my co-hosts here, Greg Marku and Christopher Grasso. Good luck on your teams this week. And remember, win your week.